How's it guys? My name is Mark Haystick and I'm the host of the Birding Life Youth Podcast. So today our guest speaker is Jean van den Hever, a birder who's been up to some pretty cool adventures to different parts of the world. So Jean, welcome to the Birding Life Youth Podcast. How's it Mark? Thank you very much for having me. Now it's cool to have you on bro. Um, now just before we get into some of your adventures and stuff, tell us a bit about yourself. Okay, so I, um, I was born in Nelspruit in 1999. About a year later, we moved to Joburg, and about five years later, my dad became a full-time wildlife photographer. Um, first, he, he started a company uh, called Outdoor Photo with one of his friends, Yeris van Merwe. Um, yeah, and a few uh, a while later, he started doing safaris, um, and he took me along to one or two of his safaris to Elephant Plains, which is in the Sabi Sand Game Reserve, um, where my love for photography basically took off. Um, I then accompanied him to a few more birding destinations and the like. Um, and from there, my love for birding and photography and all things nature basically took off. Um, yeah, so everything is all thanks to him, uh, who basically showed me the ropes and opened up his mentorship to me. Mm, now, that's pretty cool to have your, your dad as your mentor, basically, in birding. Thanks. Yeah, I know it's been a... Been a wild ride. <laughs> What's your Southern African life list on? So my Southern African list is currently on seven hundred and seven, and my South African list is on six hundred and sixty-three. Sure. And what's your? Do you remember what your most recent bird is? My most recent one would be buff-breasted sandpiper, which I twitched with friends of mine, uh, John King and Tony Geddes, uh, in Pempe Pan. So yeah, we made a bit of a twitch of it and drove down. Basically, the first day it was seen. And uh, yeah, after after a while of running around and um, trudging through some mud, happily identifying roughs as buff versus sandpipe was soon after re- realizing they're roughs. Um, yeah, and then eventually uh, we, we were called over to a couple of birders who found the bird. And uh, yeah, we got some great scope views of it, saw, saw one of the most amazing waders in Southern Africa. Uh, right there so yeah it was a great great bird really really happy i went for it that's very cool that's a very cool bird to have as your most recent one <laughs> bit of a far drive just for one bird but <laughs> yeah no it was good it was 14 hours down from uh down from Pretoria, just the drive and you were there for about three hours uh, as well 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 done yeah that's cool and you also keep a photography list i believe how does how does that work i do I do. Yeah, so my photograph list is currently on 688. Um, That's 19 birds that I have seen but haven't photographed. Uh, But most of those are birds that I've seen previously uh, quite a few times that I just wasn't that adamant about having a photographic list. Stuff like uh, Hartlob's Babbler that I've seen many, many times in Caliso, in the Caprivi and in in northern Botswana. I've seen them quite a few times. Um, but I just haven't taken a photo of them, so hence the reason why it's left out. That's cool. And you also do feather collecting, like because when I was having a, a Zoom call with you earlier, uh, you saw feathers in the background of my video, and you're like, oh, you also collect feathers. <laughs> so t- tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so it's it's one of my bigger passions that I have at the moment uh, regarding birds is uh, it's actually collecting their feathers. So currently I've got just over 140 species and just under 10,000 individual feathers in my collection. 10,000, that is amazing. No, it's, it's amazing. I've, I've, I've got feathers of birds that I haven't even seen yet. One of my friends gave me a, um, a Pals Fishing Owl Primary, which I'm very, very protective and fond of. 
Oh, wow. That must be like so irritating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that was, it's amazing to see the feather and to, to actually, it's almost like a, adds a bit of a mythical effect to the birds. Like I've got the feather, but I just need to see the bird. <laughs> <laughs> I spent hours on the Olifants River and all other suitable habitats for them. Just haven't found one yet. So hopefully I can take that one off soon. <laughs> that reminds me of our earlier conversation. I mean, you were telling me a bit about your trips to Kruger. And um, so I've stayed at Balule Satellite Camp um, right next to the Olifants River. And then you tell me, Flip, no, but did you see the Pals Fishing Owls? And I had no idea that Pals Fishing Owls occur occurred on the Olifants River. So yeah, no, next time I go there, I'm looking. But that makes me so sad that I didn't look there. Yeah. No, but that's a really cool bird. At least you've got the feather. Beautiful. Can't wait for, for mine. <laughs> Yeah, cool. And uh, now, so your dad goes on, he, he, he leads these photography uh, safaris and guides. What um, was your most recent uh, adventure that you've gone on? Uh, so my last one was actually quite a few years ago, uh, before I started university. Uh, it was at my end, or my, my matric vacation. Uh, I didn't do plate rage or the boat or anything like that. I did a, a different boat, uh, one particularly headed to Antarctica. So... My um, my matric vacation was basically spent on board a, um, a 52-foot yacht uh, down to, to Antarctica. So, yeah, we spent some time there. Had a great time. It's very cold, but it is such an amazing place. It's 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 a surreal experience to even say that I've been in Antarctica, and it's it's such a beautiful place to be in. Uh, I feel everyone that ha that's passionate about nature should see it, uh, especially before everything melts. Yeah, and what what were some of the birds you saw along the way? Maybe the highlights. Um, yeah, so we went down via Argentina, first flying down to Brazil and then to um, to Argentina. Um, yeah, and then you basically take a boat from Ushaya, which is the southernmost city in the world. Uh, you take a four day boat journey across the Drake Passage, which is about a thousand kilometers of the some of the most unsteady and um, rough waters in the world. Um, and yeah, on the, along the way, we saw uh, some amazing birds, fairy prion, slenderbill prion, uh, graded albatross. We saw some diving petrels, blue petrels. Uh, one of my most amazing moments was being literally five meters away from a, um, a light mantled albatross that was following our boat for a large portion of the four days. Uh, so it, it's, ama it's amazing to, to think that one can get sick of seeing light mantled albatross. Like it's a, oh, what's the, ah, oh, it's just another light mantle albatross. <laughs> no, oh, what's the, ah, oh, just another southern royal. <laughs> so, I mean, that that part was was amazing. And then as we got closer to the South Shetland Islands, uh, we started picking up on the more, um, on some of the pelagic species, which are more associated with Antarctica. So stuff like snow petrels were flying over. Um, there were southern fulmars, pintara petrels. Um, and then as we came close to our first landing site, which was on Deception Island, uh, we started seeing our first penguins, which were uh, chinstraps and gentoos. So, so that was amazing to see them. Um, yeah, and then later in the trip, we saw some macaroni penguins. There were, um, there's, there's, there's not a lot of macaroni penguins on the Antarctic Peninsula, so seeing them were very special. Yeah, like Lovelace in the Happy Feet movie, he was like the king of all the penguins there. <laughs> Yeah, and then we also saw some of Lovelace's friends, um, Adelie penguins. 
which are quite cute little guys. So yeah, we saw some amazing, amazing birds there. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And you must have seen some mammals along the way. I mean, covering that huge amount of ocean. Exactly, yeah. So we saw quite a few whales. Um, we saw some Antarctic minke whales, the um, humpback whales, quite a lot of them. Uh, hourglass dolphins, we saw Peel's dolphins closer to Argentina. Uh, yeah, and then we also saw some seals, uh, saw crab eater seals, Weddell seals. Um, we saw southern elephant seals, Patagonian sea lions, Antarctic fur seals, South American fur seal. So quite a lot of those um, in the mix as well. So yeah, it was amazing. And obviously the backdrop of everything is this amazing, amazing ice paradise which has the, some of the most amazing icebergs i mean we saw icebergs that were um so our, we, we had a depth gauge on, on our boats and at some stages the uh, the ocean was up to three kilometers deep and we were passing these massive massive um icebergs that are the size of blocks of buildings that were free floating and some of them had these amazing ice pools and there were arches and it was just amazing to see sure must have been amazing scenery that's that's really crazy <laughs> yeah no it was amazing and now going back to when you you had to go to south america first to uh shoot off from there to antarctica uh did you do any birding around that area uh yeah so as a matter of fact on our way back um we were supposed to hop on a um on a flight back to south africa or back to brazil rather on the 17th of December. Um, and then that date, coincidentally, was the day that Argentina went into a countrywide uh, tourism industry strike. So we basically had to find a way out of Argentina. <laughs> and obviously the, the closest place there would be Chile. So we had to, um, to leave on a bus, a 12-hour bus ride to Punta Arenas in Chile to fly back to um, Santiago and then back to Sao Paulo and eventually back to um, South Africa. Um, but the the next bus from the 17th was only on the 21st, so we had four days in uh, Shire. So it's not, it's not too much you could do there. So we <laughs> we hopped on a bus to uh, Tierra del Fuego National Park, uh, where we spent the day uh, trying to look for some amazing birds and, uh, and scenery and stuff like that. So we found some Magellanic woodpeckers, which are one of the largest woodpecker species in the world. Um, we found some thorntail rhoditos, uh, Patagonian Sierra finches, white-throated tree runners, uh, white-crested elainas, uh, some amazing, amazing birds there. Really, really good fun. Sure. Sounds like a real adventure. I mean, all those flights that you have to take just to get back to South Africa. And you, it sounds like you're speaking Latin to me. I mean, I should be learning Latin now that I'm a birder, but I don't, those bird names are not familiar to me at all. I think I should get that new Birds of the World book. And in fact, didn't you, you got it very early compared to the rest of South Africa, didn't you? I did. I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was a gift from my, my girlfriend and a few of my friends for my birthday uh, at the end of last year. So, I mean, I've, I've been cherishing this book and every night I'd go through a few pages because it's, it's, it's a lot to take in. It's, it's really, really, really um, thorough. And, uh, so it's amazing to, um, to actually see this book and know that it contains years and years of research and hard labor and to know that someone had to sit or well, not someone a team had to sit and create this whole book basically encompassing the whole bird world 
in our world. So I mean, it's it's amazing to, it's an amazing book. It, it's really it's 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 fantastic. So yeah, I would highly, highly, highly recommend everyone get get it. So yeah, do yourself a favor. I can't wait to get my hands on that thing. And you're busy doing a mini big year in your area. I am. Yeah, not 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 really giving it horns as one would say. Um, but I I was I was really really um, burning quite a lot in the beginning of the year before my um, before my studies started again. Um, unfortunately, final year BSc Agriculture Animal Science doesn't really afford you the luxury of time. <laughs> um, nor does student life really afford you the luxury of unlimited petrol. So, yeah, I have to use both time and money sparingly, um, especially when you're trying to see as many birds as you can in one year. Um, so I've always wanted to do a big year. Um, so I, I thought I'd rather start small. Uh, so I decided to do a wider Gauteng big year, um, which basically just encompasses a 100 kilometer radius circle from the center of Pretoria and Johannesburg. Um, yeah, so that area is colloquially known as wider Gauteng. So I've been, I've been hitting that area quite hard this year. Um, and I'm currently on 351 species for, for that little area. Hmm. Well done. Thank you very much. That's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm actually currently doing the garden rooting plain karoo challenge uh, here in the southern part of South Africa. Um, but yeah, I think I don't I don't imagine myself getting exactly that many species um, in this area. It's just not not as doesn't have as many species as as Gauteng does. But that's brilliant. Yeah, no, that, that's that's one of the good things about wide Gauteng is we have an exceptionally wide variety of habitats to explore and an equally diverse amount of birds going along with it so i mean it's it's amazing to to know that there's so many birds in such a small area around you so i mean that, that's that's also part of the big thing for me is there's so many birds so let's, let's just go see them all <laughs> you know so it's um it's it's great to i mean you're bound to find something something amazing along the way, like you did with the, the grey wagtail, which was last, last week. I mean, that's, that's quite a good bird for, for that area. So, I mean, it's all just getting out there and seeing the birds. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I think, yeah, that's, that's what happens when you look. You find some special stuff. Um, but, yeah, also this year I'm in matric, so I told myself, listen, the birding's got to calm down now. I've got to focus a bit more on schoolwork. But then uh, 2021 comes. And nope, the birds decide <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna be active this time. So uh, yeah, I mean, I I did slow down in the beginning, but I got a lot of opportunities to go out, explore my area a lot. So I, I had no choice; I had to take them. <laughs> I mean, I had the time, um, but now the years the years getting on the roll, um, and then all of a sudden I find a grey wagtail in my area, and my parents are like, Mark, I thought you said you weren't birding this year. <laughs> I was like, No, I have to. <laughs> It has not been the easiest of years to to calm down on the birding front. That's for sure. I mean, there's been so many good good birds, and the cyclone has brought so many good birds in from um, from further further up. I mean, it's 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 amazing. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, these rarities that haven't been recorded in the subregion before that have suddenly rocked up, most probably because of the cyclone that pitched up. We were just talking about in my last podcast. Um, one of my last podcasts with the sooty gull and that that oriental uh, honey buzzard. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing the the birds that are pitched up here. 
Um, I mean that that white cheek turn that was found in Durban recently. That's 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 quite a big one to to find. Um, yeah, that one too. Yeah, Did you go for that? Uh, unfortunately, didn't. Um, but yeah, I, I really wish I did. <laughs> it's um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit of a thorn in my side for years to come. But I mean, you you, you can't get them all, you know. So rather, I'll leave something for for the future to chase, you know. <laughs> so um, yeah, and, and I mean, there's speaking about all the all the weird birds that have pitched up, um, particularly those city turns that were basically that major fallout of city uh, turns all over the northeast of South Africa and into Mozambique. I mean, they're frigate birds over Hoodsprat. I mean, when, <laughs> when have you heard of that? So it's, it's been a very, very, very interesting year in terms of birds. Quite insane, yeah. And something quite exciting that's um, happening now is that Suti gull that's been sticking around for quite a few months is becoming, it's, it's coming more and more south. And at the moment, it's at Jeffrey's Bay. It just got reported there today. Um, and I'm, I'm not that far from Jeffrey's Bay. I'm about three hours drive. And I've been waiting for this thing since it was up on the northern part of South Africa in, in St. Lucia. And now it it's just keep, doesn't stop coming down more and more south. So I'm waiting till it pitches up on my local beach. <laughs> it's amazing to follow this thing and to um, you can almost take bets on where it's going to be next. Is it going to be, uh, oh, it skipped this river mouth. Okay, no, but it's here. Okay, but then it stays there for a few days. So one of these days it's going to be on your doorstep. Watch. Let's just hope it doesn't start uh, migrating back to the northern hemisphere. That that would be that nice now. <laughs> that that sutigar is also a bird that's been giving me quite a bit of sleepless nights. And I mean, it's a it's it's proven to be quite quite good at staying put in places once it's found itself a comfortable home. I mean, it stayed at K River Mouth for months, and then it moved on to Sunday's River Mouth, uh, and it's been it's been going west ever since. So. Probably one day it's gonna end up in Volfus Bay or something. So we'll, we'll have to see where we'll have to see where it takes itself. <laughs> yeah, have to hold thumbs. <laughs> and now going back to your uh, wider Gauteng challenge, what what number do you aim to get by the end of this year? Um, so I'm I'm not trying to set a record. That's for sure. I mean, I I don't have the time nor the money for that. Yeah, so I'd I'd be happy with with four hundred. I'd be really happy with 420 to 430. I'd be really, really, really happy with that. Uh, it's going to take a lot of birding, so it's a it's a bit of a lofty aspiration. So it's um, yeah, I I don't think I, I don't necessarily think I'll be able to get that much, but I'd like to give it my hardest try and um, yeah, basically see. Yeah, give it a bash and aim for the top. Exactly. Aim for the yeah. stars and hit the moon, you know? <laughs> cool. And now, besides the birds that you haven't managed to photograph on your life list, what are some of your bogey birds? Oof, so I've been, I've had quite a few bogey birds in my life. Um, so I had redneck buzzard, temming stint, American golden plover, and golden puppet all before spotted eagle owl. I, I just... There, there, there's no real explanation for it. I, I just couldn't find a spot to do well. So what were you living in Africa? Exactly, exactly. I, I, <laughs> I've been having them for the past three years in my house, or not in my house, like literally flying around my house at night. And the years prior, I just couldn't find one. Um, same with uh, red, 
which is the fluff tail. I struggled a lot to get. Uh, Greater Honey Guide, I struggled with. Uh, Great Crested Creep. But at the moment, um, unfortunately and slightly embarrassingly, my biggest bogey is Shikra. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've spent so much time in Habitat that I'll, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling that I haven't found one by now. And it's, it's not that uncommon of a bird. Certainly not as like a, a finfoot. That's that's what the books say, but it's I can tell you it's it's one bloody hard bird to get. <laughs> yeah, that's what the books say. <laughs> Good way to put it. Yeah, mine mine is still African finfoot. I still haven't seen one now. Yeah, I mean the garden route is probably the most southwestern range, uh, part of its range here in South Africa, um, and we we do have nice habitat. Uh, we've got lakes and secretive rivers, but I've kayaked up with my friend. At about five times at sunrise and come back at sunset um, up these secretive rivers and we still haven't found one. So yeah, I, I, I want to find mine in the garden route though. I don't want to go to like some hotspot where this guy just says, no, come here at five and you'll see it. You know, I want it to be prideful, you know, my find. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand completely. But even at the hotspots, I mean, you struggle a lot. I mean, so there's actually a place close to me uh, called Volcherua Valley. And in the valley, there's a little bridge over the Volga River. Um, and that bridge supposedly is like, you just pitch up and you just look around and the fin foot is there. I mean, it's it's the easiest bird to get there. If you don't find it, then you're you know, obviously not looking right or you're blind or something like that. <laughs> but I mean, I, I have spent probably cumulatively over 48 hours on that bridge looking for that bird. And I haven't found it yet there. Um, I I ended up going to Mahalisburg to get mine. Uh, there was a, a agricultural school there that had a river flanking it. Um, and then every morning, a male and a female would come past uh, from opposite ends of the river and then almost meet at this little... So it, it was like a, a broadening of, of the river uh, leading into like a shallower stream on either side of the broadening. Um where they'd come and forage and look around for stuff to eat and whatever. So, yeah, I, I was, I didn't believe the birds existed. So uh, I went to sit there at the early hours of the morning and basically just waited it out. But it doesn't exist. <laughs> well, it turns out it exists. Um, about an hour and a half into our wait, um, this beautiful male came from upstream and we literally had extended views of more than half an hour of this male foraging and climbing out and walking around and looking for food and basically just living his best life literally 15 meters to 10 meters in front of us i mean that that was that was an amazing amazing sighting it's one of the most um one of the burning moments that i hold dearest to me and one of the memories that i'll, I'll forever cherish that must have been unbelievable I mean, I can't believe it because I don't think that those birds exist, but uh, yeah, must have been unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a fun story to, to go along with that. Um, there, were some, there were some black ducks also in that little, little pond. Um, and it's one of the, the bird species that I have photographed, so it is on my photograph list. But I just have, didn't have any like full-frame good photos of black ducks. Um, so, I mean, the... the um, the light was just just peeking through the the trees and casting this wonderful golden glow over the pond and these black ducks were just looking beautiful um so 
I was trying, to, I just wanted to get a photo of a black duck. You know, Mark, it's, it's just, you just want to photograph a black duck. That's, that's, not, that's not too much to ask, surely. So, <laughs> so every time I tried to photograph this black duck, it would get photobombed by a fin foot. So I'd, I'd, I'd never in my life thought that I'd be irritated by a fin foot photobombing me trying to photograph a black duck. <laughs> but true as nuts, I was. <laughs> Yeah, so that so that was that was quite an amazing moment. Yo, that's pretty insane. Yeah, about twenty minutes later, a um, the the male headed downstream, uh, and that coincided with the arrival of the female, uh, at at the little pond. So she entertained us for about ten to fifteen minutes later, and um, yeah, no, that, that was that was an amazing amazing morning. Definitely one of the best days booting I've had in a very long time. Sure. Yeah, I mean, finfoot and black duck are like two really lovely secretive river species to get. And you got male and female finfoot at the same height. Uh, but yeah, man, that is absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, Jean, thanks for the chat. I think that was an epic, epic storytelling session. Um, you've been on some pretty cool adventures. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Mark. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening and remember you can check out The Birding Life on all your social media platforms and your preferred podcast plays. Until next time, happy birding. Mm-hmm.